This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Coach Jen from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Mary Kitzmiller from Kemp, Texas, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 10th, episode 2869. Good morning, Horse World. What is your favorite day of the week? You never stop learning. You never stop understanding. It's more in depth than just riding a horse. Knowing that for the rest of my life I could work on this and, and I'll never stop learning. Welcome back. It's the second Thursday of the month. That's when Tammy or Tammy, <laughs> our guest is going to be Tammy Sarant <laughs> from Road to the Horse, by the way. Um, that's when Mary and I get together and geek out on all things horse training. And that this this month it, it includes a horse training competition, Road to the Horse. Um, I can't wait to hear about that. But first, this part of the show, at the very beginning, we always catch up on Mary Kitzler's, Kitzmiller's most recent adventures. Sometimes those adventures are at home and sometimes they're on the road. And this time it was on the road. Where have you been? So, yeah, this is turning out to be the year of the freestyle because (laughs) I got to do the Mustang Magic Competition at the Fort Worth Stock Show at the couple weeks ago, January 22nd, I believe was the day I performed. Now, let's um, make a quick pause there. Is there a difference between a Mustang Magic and a Mustang Makeover? So tip, so it's always a little bit different. And in past years, it's been the same format as a typical Mustang makeover, but it's invitation only. They'll invite like people who've won um, a makeover competition or have just distinguished themselves in some way. They've invited people before who they've never won one, but they've done so many that they're kind of, they reach legendary status because mm-hmm. they've just trained so many Mustangs and done a wonderful job. This year and uh, the last couple of years, they've been doing this, but uh, it was a bit different format in that it was invite only. They had two um, competitions. There was this big celebrity freestyle and then the night I did was the Rising Stars freestyle, and both of them were just freestyle competitions. So, and it was, um, we got to bring our own Mustangs. So it wasn't like horses that we've only had for 90 days. Um, and uh, the, so the rules were like a little bit different for each. Um, and so for my night, I had three and a half minutes. It was like a typical Mustang makeover freestyle. Um, show off your horse. So I actually got to compete with my 2018 Mustang makeover horse, Remy, and it was a ton of fun. So each person invited, it was celebrities and up and coming. Hello, you're a celebrity. You're on Horse Radio Network. Come on. So I I didn't want to be like, well, I'm a celebrity because, you know, I'm not that (laughs) full of myself. But I was like, I've kind of been around a bit. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm qualified to be a rising like up and coming trainer. But I was happy for the invite. So I'm like, that's okay. I'm doing it. It's going to be great. And it was. So here's the thing. Up and coming reflects the celebrity status, not the trainer status. 
See, training, hello, you're a trainer, you're a professional trainer, you've been a professional trainer for many years. The celebrity status means that you you don't have a briar horse yet. That's why you're up and yeah, coming. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, because <laughs> there, were, there were some people with briar horses. They yeah. had, uh, well, they had Nate Iker, who's won like a million of these things, and um, he's fantastic trainer. They had Elisa Wallace, who, oh my God, her freestyle blew my mind. Um, it was incredible. She, she got reserve and I, I love Nate and his freestyle was great. And he's awesome. Um, but I kind of think Elisa should have won it because I don't know what more she could have done. She was, and for that, for the celebrity, they got a little bit longer format. They got to use as many horses as they wanted. Um, they got to go crazy with props. So she had like, I think three or four horses, um, bareback and bridalist. She jumped, I can't remember. I was like, they told me in meters, which like that scrambled my brain. But it was like five foot jumps, bareback and bridalist, no hands, galloping around. She had pee off, she had lay down, she had rearing. And I'm like, oh my God, what more could you do? Um, so, <laughs> but was, she didn't have a fire breathing dragon. So, right. Tell us now, um, now, Remy was your 2018 makeover horse. How old is Remy now? Remy is, is he six or seven? I can't do math. So he's just a little baby. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's seven now, but it's like my baby's growing up. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell us about your freestyle. What, what was the theme of your freestyle? Give us the, give us the rundown. So I went a little out of my comfort zone. If, no if surprise any- there. You do that all the time, Mary. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but usually I, I typically do a freestyle where I really love working with the Garocha pole. And one of the reasons I love it for freestyle is because most of the competitions I do, it's like you to get to do the freestyle, you have to make it to finals. And when you're doing it on 90 day Mustangs, it's all up in the air. So some of these guys pack a whole trailer full of all these props and crazy, ambitious, cool things, and they don't make the finals, and you got to haul all that stuff home. So I have my little stick. It's the Garocha pole. It's a 13-foot-long pole that it's the Doma Vaquera style of riding, and you, it, it, I love it because it's very simple. It's easy to bring, and it displays think it it displays an elevated style of horsemanship and it's a wonderful training tool for horses. So usually I do something with that and, and I didn't change that part, but I added to it and I've had the idea for a few years that I wanted to do a medieval theme and I've just had it in my head, can't get it out of my head. And so I started prepping for this thing and that in and of itself is a whole show worth of ups and downs and crazy shenanigans because I've never worn armor or made armor. I don't know how it works. So it was a lot of a hit and miss of ordering stuff from Poland and it would get here and it wouldn't fit. And I'm trying to like tie things and sew things and make things. So I made uh, Remy his own little um, costume. He had a little face uh, kind of a, I think it's called a chamfron. It goes over his face and I did these really beautiful heart conchas and I hand sewed his blanket. And so it's, and I dyed the fabric. So it's this blanket that goes over his, it goes over the saddle pad and then over his butt. And I, I used my cricket machine to cut all these little gold fleur-de-lis and ironed them on 
and and hand sewed it all together and and I'm not a seamstress and then I painted like these old English words across it that said wild heart and um that's like my favorite thing that I made um I made neck armor for him which did not fit and made me very sad because it's beautiful um I got armor for myself and I had a cape and I had this and that and the other and then while my mom and I were trying to like brainstorm because you want to bring it, you want to like bring it to this thing because everyone's bringing their like super broke horses. This isn't like you're trying to pull it together in 90 days. And so my, I don't really, I'm not a prop person. That's not really my thing, but I, I just had this, like, I have to have a prop because every, everyone else is going to have props. I have to have a prop. So um, my mom actually happened to find on Amazon of all places a fog breathing eight foot tall dragon. What on Amazon? How, with, what, what search term do you use to find fo- uh, fog breathing eight foot tall? I think dragon? just dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's like this Halloween type prop, and it's got animat- uh, animatronic um, wings that move back and forth. And you hook it up to a fog machine and there's lights and it breathes fog and it's crazy. And I'm not even going to say how much the thing cost. Um, no, we don't talk about that. We no. talk about how it much so it was. It was $75. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for one use, one use, because I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing now. The um, ultimate in desensitization. You can do entire clinics around that dragon, let me tell you. I could. Bring that thing to a, a clinic and people will flock. B- but yeah. to haul around. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I got this enormous dragon that came in a million pieces. Um, like I opened the box and there's all these body parts sticking out and this head just staring at me. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and the instructions are the kind of instructions that like at one point they were in Chinese and they were translated. So it's very it's much more, much more difficult than Ikea. And... Um, so I got it all set up at home, you know, months beforehand and Remy, it took him two seconds to get desensitized to it. Like I showed it to him anytime he got near it, he got a cookie. And after that he was like, I love dragon. And so anytime (laughs) I'd have this dragon set up and I had him set up on a pedestal and then there was a pedestal in front of him that Remy was supposed to step on and I'd have the dragon set up in the arena. And anytime I was like, oh, I need to go grab something, I'd hear clunk, 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 clunk. And I turn around and Remy is standing on the pedestal nuzzling his dragon. He's like, this is my best friend. <laughs> and so never underestimate the power of cookies. Um, so, but then I'm I spent months agonizing. What do I do with this dragon? Well, see, because- that's the thing. Now you have this really cool dragon, but now you have to create a story around it, yeah? Yeah, and anytime you haul a giant obstacle into one of these freestyles, the audience naturally is going to go, what are they going to do with that? Yep. And I've seen it happen where people haul in a giant obstacle and either they had no plans for it or they ran out of time. And so the whole time I'm, my focus is more on the obstacle than the horse. I'm like, when are they going to do it? When are they going to do it? Like I saw one guy one year, he had this kind of boat he had kind of like a southern pontoon theme freestyle. And he, he had this like big houseboat-looking thing. And if I remember correctly, there was a ramp. Like clearly the horse was meant to go up onto this huge obstacle. 
So the whole time he's doing, he's riding around doing his freestyle. I'm like, what's he going to do? What's, when's he going to get on it? And I'm like, he's running out of time and he never got on it. And Aww. it, yeah. And you know, in reality and props to this guy, we're on 90 day horses. And sometimes you get in there and you just feel that it ain't happening. And he probably made the decision not to mess with it in the, um, to to protect it, the well being of his horse, he wasn't going to push his horse beyond his limits, you know, right. for freestyle. But the whole time I was like, he never got on the boat, so that was my fear with this dragon. I'm going to haul this huge dragon in there, and it's just going to sit there, and people are going to be like, well, she never did anything with the dragon. So I, I'm I did not sleep for months, months, <laughs> like. I went into severe depression. I, like, I can so relate to this because this is exactly the same thing that would happen to me. I get so wrapped up in stuff that it has yes. to work and I have to figure out every single contingency that it's bad. So yeah, I, I can totally relate to this. I get it. I, I so hyper-focused on this. Like I went to like this existential crisis. Like why did I get this dragon? What am I doing with my life? Why do I always do this? Why do I overreach? <laughs> you know, I, I should have become an accountant. So, so, this dragon. so you had the dragon, you had to figure out what to do with the dragon. So, what was the plot? What was the storyline of your freestyle? Okay. So the Garocha part came into play because most, I want to show horsemanship above anything else. So I was like, take the Garocha, make it a lance. And now new freestyle theme. So I put this really badass hand sewn. I hand sewed this flag on my, Garocha and I put a spearhead on it and put stripes on it so it looked like a spear slash lance slash Garocha. And that was going to be the majority of it. And I was going to come in, wear my cape, all my armor, and Remy's supposed to Spanish walk. And, um, and then we had a little rear at the end of it, was, which is adorable. I taught him this rear like 11th hour. Um, and then I was going to ride around with the Garocha and then I'm like, well, Okay, do I stab the dragon with the spear? Can't really stab this dragon. It's, it's hard plastic. I can't knock it off the pedestal because it's very expensive. And it just, he would have shattered. It would have, it, it would not have looked yeah. well. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? Um, so then I had the idea, <gasps> I need a sword. Because I'm always looking for an excuse to get a sword. I have a lightsaber, but not a sword. And I've gone way too long in my life. Of course without you have a getting lightsaber. Of course I have a lightsaber because I do in my uh, in my pocket don't tell anyone have a Star Wars themed idea but also I just wanted a lightsaber and I'm an adult with adult money and I could spend it on whatever I want so I got a lightsaber I'm actually really quite good at it thanks so, to YouTube yeah. <laughs> So you have a lance and I did I did watch a little bit of your freestyle. Somebody posted a little bit of video up and I saw that there was a sword at the end. So the first part of the freestyle consists of um, working with the garacha pole, but instead of being a garacha pole, it's a lance. And then how do you get from having a lance in your hand to having a sword in your hand? Okay. So I made a quote unquote stone that the sword was going to be in because uh, this course. kind of, it wasn't a strict Arthurian Interpretation. But everybody gets it, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we kind of borrowed lessons. from yeah. lots of different ideas, yeah. Um, oh, and it turns out that my whole outfit and fleur-de-lis and stuff was, like, 
the same outfit that this one French king wore as someone pointed out. And I'm like, well, I hope he was a good king because I was French when I did that apparently. But, um, so I had the sword in the stone, which is like this barrel that I painted to look like a stone. And so I'm riding around with my lance and then I thought, okay, toward the end, I'm up at the dragon. I'm going to throw the lance at him, but I'm going to (gasps) miss. Yeah. And then right up to the stone. And that in and of itself was months of existential dread. How do I get the sword out of the stone? Do I create a stone out of like mounting blocks and I could get off my horse and then pick up the sword and Remy has a really good side passing up to the mounting block and then I could do that and then get on and go? Or do I get off of him, grab the sword, go up to him, have him lay down, then I get on him and then he gets up and then I run around? Or do I gallop by, pull the sword out of the stone dramatically as I'm galloping and grab the sword? Um, Which one did you decide? What I settled on was the one that worked, which was kind of right up to it, stop for a second, grab the sword and go. There you go. Because at this point, we're getting into like we have weeks, and yeah. the sword, the sword that I ordered, um, and again, I won't tell you what I spent on it. it was seventy five dollars? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually wasn't too bad. Um, all the swords that I wanted, they were like this one's thirteen hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, I don't, I probably don't need a thirteen hundred dollars sword, even though really wanted one. No, I got the like the Kmart version, but mm-hmm. it is it is a legit sword. Um, it's made of metal and everything and it's heavy as a mofo. It's like, it's really heavy sword. Um, but it's not sharpened. So it wasn't a proper weapon. Uh, but still, if I got tangled up in the sword or dropped it or hit Remy in any way, it's not going to be good. So I chose like a really safe, go up, get the sword, twirl it around. And then, um, and then stop right there because we have to call our guests. Oh yeah. This was part one because I have so much more. So you're going to find out what she did with the sword after she picked it up. After we have a little chat with Tammy Sarantz from Road to the Horse. All right. Well, we've got to talk about the Road to the Horse Freestyle Challenge. Uh, Tammy Sarantz, who uh, is one of the main behind-the-scenes people who helps put Road to the Horse together. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about what that all entails because this is a new type of competition, and I'm really excited about it. How are you doing, Tammy? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to take a break from my computer for <laughs> it's kind of a crazy time right now for us. So uh pleasure to be here. Yeah, and and it's so exciting. You know, I, I feel like um, you know, we're we're able to kind of get all these cool events up and running again. Um and if I'm not mistaken, so we've got Road to the Horse, which is back in Lexington, correct? Yep, that's correct. Awesome. And so there's there's going to be a lot of, uh, in addition to like the big championship, um, we've yep. got a couple of things. I know there's like a Liberty competition and the one that I'm really excited to uh, be a part of, and it's the Freestyle Horsemanship Challenge. So um, tell us a little bit about what that is and when it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited about it. And I know you're a little bit like me, Mary, but you love ribbons. So I'm really happy to say the ribbons are ordered and they're matches. That's my favorite part. There's the top five. So that's like, you know, some people don't really care about that, but I am all over that. So I made sure that's the first thing I did for this was order ribbons. So we got the top five, but what this competition is, it's separate from the cult starting competition. So the cult starting competitions, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
And this will be a little feature event on Saturday. And what it is, it's the opportunity for people who are involved in Road to the Horse to really showcase their creativity and their horses that are further along in their training program. So it was kind of just a way for everyone to have a little fun, bring in some older experienced horses and really show the road to the horse crowd, like what you can do. So it's going to run very similar to um, freestyle reining, but it's more of a horsemanship challenge because we aren't so focused on the maneuvers and there aren't as many maneuvers. There's, a handful of things that we expect in this routine, circles to the right, circles at the lope to the left, couple of lead changes, but that's about it. The rest of it is really up to the person. So I'm really excited to see uh, what people are going to show up and do. And I think for me, um, what really gets me excited about like going on a new horsemanship journey is this kind of stuff where you, you, I used to go to horse expos years and years and years ago, or like when YouTube was in its infancy, I would get online and I would (laughs) see, or like RFD would play videos and I would see someone who, you know, a clinician, like they would bring their like masterpiece horse out this is the horse they've spent years <laughs> on and they would show like this is this is what you yeah. can do if you buy my dvds yeah. and it worked because <laughs> i bought all the dvds and and i love <laughs> i love that part of it is like this is where you can go and so yeah. i think it's going to be really cool to watch um what people bring and i love I, when I watch freestyle competitions, whether it's the reigning at Congress or Mustang Makeover, I love how people's brains work and the things that they come up with. You do get like a certain set of rules. You have to hit these maneuvers. You have this much time. You can do this. You can't do that. But they'll, they'll work within that and come up with these wild ideas, which just makes me go home. And then I want to go play with my horse, figure out, okay, how can I get my horse to do that? Mm-hmm. Um so you said it was people involved with Road to the Horse. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, what kind of competitors we can expect. We can. We can expect uh, a lot of familiar faces that we've had at Road to the Horse. Um, Pat Pirelli is actually coming back to uh, compete in this. And then we have some competitors like Brandy Lyons, Mike Major, and some of the pen wranglers of theirs will also be competing, like Josh Lyons and so it was pretty much just open to anyone who's involved in Road to the Horse uh, 2022 or some any people that we've had in the past, such as yourself. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited, though, and, you know, kind of going back on what you were talking about before, like, I think back to the first couple of Road to the Horses that I were involved in, which were like 2011, 2012, and I remember Dan James coming out with a Liberty horse, and we were just mesmerized by the Liberty horse. And then each year, like everyone just ups the ante year after year after year. And now to impress the crowd, you got to be pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. A lot of in that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Not easily impressed anymore. If a Liberty horse comes out and does a circle, like everyone's like, oh, that's nice. Before it was like, oh my God, that's the black stallion, you know? So, exactly. Um, or like when Stacy Westfall first did bareback and bridalist, yes. like it was like face yes. melting crazy. And now it's like, Psh, everyone can do that. And so now what do you do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
I don't know, but thankfully that's not the pressure that I have. That's the pressure of that y'all have, you know, but I love watching it. I, I just, I love what is you know, being um, immersed in that emotional relationship that you have with a horse, because that's the priority for me. You know, like I want that black stallion. I want to gallop down the beach like Alex Ramsey, you know, like we all exactly. dream of like having that romantic relationship with our heart horse you know well I do you know I don't know if the guys do but I'm all over I that. think they do <laughs> I think they're big softies on the inside and yeah that that the the up the ante is is it's good you know in the spirit of competition of course but it also I mean like I said every time I see someone well like the first time I saw Dan James do, he had a horse at Liberty, spin at Liberty. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that was a thing that could I be remember. done. Yeah. And yes. so I actually knew someone who knew how to teach it and it involved like you had to have an assistant and you would be on your horse. And, and I didn't have anyone at the time that could like come out and help me do that. So I just went out, um, this is actually with one of my uh, sixes colts. And I'm like, well, I know that he can do this maneuver and this maneuver. And I just started playing around with it and made my own Liberty spin. And I know that tons of other people, a lot of young trainers see that. And then um, some of these kids on YouTube, um, they just, they, they figure it out and they put, you know, they yep. put it out there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Um and yeah, I think the thing that shines through all of it, you get people who do really ambitious things and with obstacles and everything. But I think the thing that really gives people goosebumps is that harmony with the horse. And it makes us all want to like, okay, I want that. That's that whatever you're putting out there. I want to figure that out and have that with my horse. I'm really excited to see what people do this year. It is. And I, I do believe like getting that relationship it's so much harder than you think, you know, like the hours that people spend like cultivating those relationships and putting those building blocks together to get those finished Liberty horses is it's a, it's like a graduate student, you know, for that horse. So I do think, you know, sometimes it looks a lot easier than it really is. And I think that's the the mark of like a real master is when it looks like, oh, we're just playing around and there happens to be 3,000 people watching. And it's one of those things like with all horse training, I uh, I like the saying, it's just that easy and it's just that hard because <laughs> it takes, time. yeah, it takes like years of mastery to make yeah. it look just effortless. And yeah. I've learned over the years working with horses, I, I used to, you if you watched me working with ho horses, whether it was a colt or a finished horse 10, 20 years ago, you would see all the effort I was putting in. And yep. I would yep. still get to a good point. Um, but the more I know and the more master horsemen I watch, especially like on the colt starting end of it, when it's done right, it looks like like my favorite road to the horse competitors are the ones who look like, well, gosh, darn it. They just got the easiest horse. And <laughs> so many times, like I think the, the year Stacy Westfall, when she first won, it looked like she just picked the easiest horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe she did, but really to make it look that like 
yep. smooth and hassle-free. It takes yep. underneath that is like years and years and years of hitting the dirt and having all the bad things happen to you and realizing I shouldn't do that again. And each yep. horse that yep. you get after that benefits from you realizing, okay, it, it takes so much less effort than we think. But yeah, getting to that point's really Absolutely. challenging. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really, really is. So I don't know if you remembered back, one of my favorite things to watch in Road to the Horse was when Jim Anderson was in the round pen and he had his Liberty horse helping yes. him put the, do you remember that? Put the first ride on his colt. And that Liberty horse was as smart and meticulous and helpful as another human being, if not better. That and I think that horse was his Road right to the Horse him. wild card colt. The four yeah. sixes of colt, gorilla colt, yep. Um, I will never forget that. I, that was impressive to me. You know, that was the, I think if it was the year, um, the first year that he won the wild card and then got to go in the round pen, I, I yep, think it was, was that year. Um, mm-hmm. So I got reserved that year. And, and I was really happy with that, you know, um, but yeah, just missed getting in the round pen and, and doing all that. But then when I watched him, I was like, oh yeah, he totally deserves (laughs) to be here. And that was another thing where I watched that. I had never seen anyone think to do that before. And I was like, that is genius. No, he didn't win the event. But when I look back, you know, I mean, to say it's not about winning, well, it is about winning, but. The little moments in Road of the Horse that really are ingrained in my memory are those exceptional moments of horsemanship, you know, like when that horse sat behind him and really helped him put that first ride on that colt. Those little things like that that I'm just like, that's a master horseman, you know, <laughs> and that's impressive. So, yeah, those those little moments like that are the ones that I remember most. Yeah, and I'm really glad, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity at the competition this year to see those, like, goosebump moments at the beginning where people are first yeah. introducing themselves to a horse. And then we've got the, there's the Liberty competition, the freestyle competition where you get to see, okay, this is what happens down the road. So, um, I don't know, uh, I don't know how you guys are with tickets, but if people are wanting, getting excited about the event and they want to yeah. attend or learn more about it, where can they go? Yep, ticket sales have been really good. We still have some tickets remaining. They just need to go to roadtothehorse.com and then they will be able to purchase tickets. There may be some available at the door if there's some left over, but getting them online is the best way to go. And it's it's great to remember that Thursday is free and open to the public. So there's a um, the Liberty Invitational Competition is on Thursday, Pat Pirelli Clinic on Thursday. So there's a couple of little things going on Thursday that are completely free to the public where you're just like, just going to walk in the door, enjoy the clinics, shopping, walk out the door. So that's Thursday, the 24th March, and that's free. And then tickets are for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Horsemanship Challenge that we're all excited about, that's on Saturday. So that is ticketed. But it should be a super fun event. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to have something for everybody. And if you've never been before, I encourage anyone out there, go. It's a really fun time. There's vendors. You've got clinics by a bunch of really great trainers. You've got the Colt Starting Competition Freestyle. So if you're wanting a weekend of just amazing horsemanship, uh, definitely check it out. Um, Thank you so much, Tammy, for coming on and letting us know a little bit more about it. You're welcome. And if people, it's not real. We haven't released it 
to the public. I guess we have now, but um, there, it will be live streamed. So for some reason, you're like, man, I really wanted to see that, but I can't get to Lexington, Kentucky. Just visit our website right before the event, roadtothehorse.com, and we should have some information up there how you can watch the live stream of this because it's, it's going to be exciting. Okay, I got goosebumps for Road to the Horse. That's official. We- Me too. I have to go ride my horse now. <laughs> no, we have to finish this up because we have to find out what you did with the sword. But before we yes. find out what you did with the sword, we need to find out what's going on over at Total Saddle Fit because Total Saddle Fit is one of our sponsors of today's show. If you go to totalsaddlefit.com, you're going to find some beautifully made, seriously high-tech, well-researched bits of kit. They have the perfect saddle pad for Western saddles, and it comes in three different sizes to fit all different types of Western saddles. They have the shoulder relief cinch that is either elasticized or traditional, and that saddle or that cinch is made specifically to help your saddle fit better regardless of your horse's conformation and regardless of what kind of saddle you have. And all of Total Saddle Fit's equipment comes with a money-back guarantee, including shipping. So you've got nothing to lose. Go to totalsaddlefit.com and check out their items today. And uh, you'll be glad you did, and so will your horse. Now, moving on, we when when last we spoke, I feel like the old school TV show, when last yes. we spoke, because Batman show, I think they did it this way, you were figuring out how to use the dragon in your freestyle and you decided you had to kill the dragon with a sword because you didn't want to destroy it with your garacha pole. How did you get the sword out of the barrel slash rock? And what did you do with it after that? So I'd figured out, you know, we went over like, how am I going to get the sword out? Because um, you want everything to flow. Uh, whenever I see freestyles where, um, like you have to stop and set up this prop. It just kills the energy. So I went with path of least resistance right up to it. Stop, pull the sword. Oh, um, yeah, that's what I was going to do. Pull the sword. And then I was going to do one lap around and then come at the dragon. And I had taught Remy this adorable little trick. I had a little pedestal in front of the dragon. And I taught him to rear. And then he clumped his front feet on the pedestal. And he was doing really good with it so he'd rear up clump his little front feet it makes a loud boom noise which really resonates in that arena and then i was just gonna make a stabby motion at the dragon um which is what i came up with because my you know that's all my brain could could function at that point i was like hand sewing to midnight like crying about what do i do with this dragon um so that's what I came up with, stabby motion at the dragon. And then I was going to back off the pedestal, get off my horse, and then I was going to hold the sword in the air, do a little twirl, stick the sword in the ground, kneel, and then Remy was going to lay down. And we practiced this. It was going great. Um, I was initially going to have him bow because that made more sense. Like, I bow to him, he bows to me. But funny enough, his lay down is... His lay down's been amazing for years. So we already had that, but he didn't know how to bow. So I tried a couple times to get a bow, but we're getting into the 11th hour and it was really confusing him. And I thought we'll just do lay down and which the lay down is, 
I, I think more difficult to get anyway. Um, so I finally had a freestyle strung together and I don't know if anyone knows this, but when I do my garocha routines, I always have people ask like, Oh man, how long did it take you to come up with that routine? And I'm like, I came up with it while I was doing it because the cool thing about the garocha is it's really intuitive. If you turn this way, then there's only so many logical moves you can take next. And so I can just gauge my horse as I'm going and thinking, I think I'm going to turn left now. And most of the time it it comes together pretty well. Um, So I had just kind of an idea of I'm going to fill this amount of time with these types of moves and do this and these types of moves. So had my freestyle plan, got everything packed up, including that cursed dragon, which was very interesting trying to get him in the nose of the trailer. Also, Leading up to this freestyle, I had to figure out I wanted him to blow fog because that increases if That's he the dragon, goes, not Remy. Yes, wanted the dragon to blow fog. Uh, so I had to get this fog machine, and he, you know, his wings are animatronic because it increases, like, oh, the horse walks right up to this scary thing. Um, but there's no place to plug him in in an arena, so I got this like battery, uh, not a generator, but this kind of. I had a car battery and this, I forgot what you call it. Oh gosh. It's a, I had this box. You plug things into yes, and it yes. makes things work. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I had to figure out, we only have so many minutes to set up, uh, in the inverter. ring. You had an inverter. Inverter. That's yes. what it is. Yes. So I had to figure out, get this dragon in there get these two pedestals in there, which are so heavy, get the inverter set up, get the fog machine turned on in four minutes. Um, wow. so yeah, this was, this was stressing me out more than riding my horse. Um, so I had all that pretty much figured out. So pack it all up, go to the show. So you arrive yeah. at the arena. Yes. So for once in your life, the trip there had no drama. Yay. Yeah. Only an hour and a half. Easy peasy. Um, easy peasy. You arrive. Yours were not the horses that got loose and went galloping through town. Uh, no. Oh, my God. That was somebody else's turn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Should I say who it was? I mean. I, sure. I why not? She posted I it all over was, Facebook. Yeah. She was Facebook living it. When it happened, it was Lisa Wallace, um, which yeah. just goes to show stuff happens to all of us. Stuff happens to everybody. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So she was leading several of her horses in and she has two Mustangs that, um, are like, she has them doing amazing things, but they're still very Mustangy and temperamental. And it just was bad timing because like a huge banner flapped right as she was coming in and she got drug. She had to let go of the horses. There was no other option. And they went running into traffic, um, two miles away. From the st- and uh, the police went after him, lights and sirens, and they got him corralled in like someone's yard. And um, unfortunately, she caught him. Everything was fine, no injuries. It was all good, thank the Lord. Um, but they, because she caught them, they mistakenly radioed back, "Oh, we don't need a horse trailer because she caught him." Well, she's oh, two miles away. No, so you need a horse trailer. Yeah, she'd have stayed holding her two horses in someone's yard for like an hour while they figured out to get the trailer to come get her. Oh. Um, so no pressure, no pressure at oh all. My gosh. Yeah. yeah. So th- you weren't that girl, yay. So you yeah. arrived at the competition. 
Everybody's safe and sound. Um, when, when does the drama start? Because it's Mary Kitzmiller and there will be drama. I know. So leading up to it, it was, it was like one of the most glorious competitions I've done because usually when we do these things, especially like during the stock show, you get very limited arena time, especially at the stock show. Cause they're usually showing, there's so many other things and shows and rodeos going on at once. And it's usually like, you can't go in there now. The alpacas are showing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's like many donkeys running around and, um, but because they've opened up this brand new, huge arena week, we had the Coliseum all to ourselves all weekend. It was amazing. So I got to ride Remy in there as much as I wanted. And he was riding like butter. He was so good and smooth and wonderful. And um, I got to do a little Garocha clinic for the crowd during one of the days before the freestyle. I, w- I was taking the bridle off. I hadn't planned on going bridleless. He rides bridleless pretty well. But I just, I haven't hauled him enough to know, like, is this going to work? But I had so much opportunity. I was taking the bridle off of him, and he's riding, like, bridles, like, amazing. Just beautiful. Um, So I start getting cocky. I was like, going into this, I'm like, we'll probably place, you know, upper mid, you know, based on what I think we're going to bring. So, you know, I wanted to do respectable but I wasn't expecting to win but leading up to it he was riding so good I was like we can we can win this thing we, we got this and so I had decided we're going bridalist we're gonna do this bridalist um and we'd done some dress rehearsals with the dragon got it fogging it's all good um I wanted to make sure that the fog wasn't gonna like set off the smoke alarms and send the fire department out it was good nothing happened um so I've, I'm going into this thing like, yeah, I think, think we could win. So go to that night and um, I'm trying to wrestle with this armor, the shoulder pauldrons, the, these big heavy steel. Because, of course, I had to have real. I couldn't do plastic. Um, it's not how you really roll, Mary. It's just not how you roll. No. Authentic. Uh so they're a little awkward, but it's fine because I've practiced with them enough, you know. Um, so I've got all my get up on. I've got my like cape and my my armor, and and Remy's got his armor, and um, I've got my crew who know how to ride the dragon. It's all set up. It's ready to go. We're good to go. Uh, I go to the warm up arena, and because we had access to the big arena this whole time, there was no reason for me to ride in the the warm up arena. Is like this really small <gasps> no! square. Yeah, no, yeah. not my finest decision. Um, it's but it's this really small square pen with like these huge concrete piddle, pillars, and it. it's like riding in a parking garage. So Remy goes in there, and he's like boogering at everything. He's like, I don't like this arena. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Just, we don't need, I don't need to wear you down. I don't need to practice anything. Rode you earlier. We just need to like walk around, trot around, get your muscles warm. But he was just like, he was not right. He felt really tense. And one other thing I hadn't planned for, usually when we do these Mustang makeover freestyles, yeah, there's some scary obstacles that people have in the warm up arena and they're getting ready and making sure everything works. But it's nothing crazy because we're all on 90-day horses. Uh, well, this one, people decided to bring the most insane obstacles I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, 
And while their horses had been well broke to them at this point, mine was not. Uh, so um, this one trainer had this really cool Top Gun themed freestyle and he had this drag that I can't let his horse was going to drag into the arena and it was like several elements all hooked together. It was over a hundred feet long. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. So he have it was a really smart idea to drag in all his obstacles and then that way you don't have to have like a crew setting it up. But when that thing scrapes along the concrete flooring oh. um as I'm trying to calm my horse down and it's got all these like propellers and things sticking out of it. Yeah, Remy was not happy with that. And so he's just getting, he's just so tense. I can feel it in every ounce of him. And, um, you know, another guy's working on his freestyle where he's going to gallop, do a mad dashing gallop full speed. And so he's galloping around in the warm up pen, which normally wouldn't bother Remy, but it was just kind of, they call it trigger stacking where one yeah. thing. Why is that horse running around? Because and it must be because that he thinks that object's scary too. Yeah, I can see where this is going. Ah! Yeah, he's already tense because he's like weird, new, shadowy warm-up arena, crazy hundred-foot-long thing dragging down the concrete. Why is this horse running off? Even though he wasn't. Um, And so I'm just like, it's okay, Remy. It's okay, Remy. It's okay, Remy. And then the thing that really set him off. Someone else had this big, like. Trail flatbed trailer with this huge ramp and everything that they were going in right before me. And they had that in the alleyway. And what I wasn't aware of is there were two holes in it. And out of those holes, he like he would press a button and out pops these wacky, wavy, inflatable fun man things. You know those things at car dealerships? Oh, the the wavy man. Yes. Um, so he wanted to test them to make sure that they were gonna work. And so all of a sudden those went poof and Remy was like, oh, hell no. So at this point, I'm like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. And I've got this heavy armor on and I'm like, if he bucks me off, I'm not staying on because I'm I'm like way off balance wearing all this stuff. So I yell at my friend, Emma. I was like, get the lunge line. And... Because every once in a while I've been through situations where Remy's felt a little bit tense. And usually what I do is I'll just put him on the end of the lunge line. I'm like, just get it out, buddy. It's all right. You're not in trouble. Just get it out. And he'll throw a couple little kick-ups, and then he's good. Well, I got a lunge line, and I was like, just just go around. Let it out. It's okay. You're not in trouble. Do whatever you want to do. He, I'm giving you freedom to roam around a little bit. And he ran and ran. And ran and ran and ran and threw in these big leaps and kicking out. And so at the end of all that, he's sweating and still very upset. And so I usually, no matter what's going on, even if I know my horse is barely holding it together and we're not going to do all, it's going to be embarrassing. You know, I'm, I'm really good with ice water, my veins going in and I'm like, well, we got what we got. And I just go in and do whatever. But I I also had like trigger stacking going on and I just kind of slumped my shoulders and was like I'm not I can't even do this. I'm I'm not going to go in there. And I had my little pout to my friends who are around and I'm like well, I can't go in there. I can't go in there. It's not working. He's upset. Da, 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 da. And you know, I just needed to get that off my chest. Like just have my little 5 minutes of defeat. They were really good uh, at looking at me like deer caught in the headlights because I wasn't holding it together. <laughs> but they were very good, very encouraging, like it's okay, just, you know. So 
I decided, okay, screw the bridalists because that's not happening. So <laughs> good decision. Good decision. Yeah. yeah. And I had these reins that I was going to use that were these really nice rawhide reins, but I didn't bring them because it's going to do bridalists. So I had these rope reins that I just clipped onto his hackamore. Um, and I'm like, that's all right. We'll just go in and do a nice, quiet freestyle with the reins. Um, so Remy had a deep breath. I had a deep breath. I was like, this is fine. We're fine. I I don't care if we win at this point. That's out the that's out the window. I just went nice, quiet, pretty freestyle. We'll, you know, nod our head and go at the end of it. It's fine. So I was okay. Remy's okay. And, you know, gathered myself up. They're calling my name. I'm on deck. I go riding down the alleyway. And the alleyway is, there's two alleyways. And normally what they do with this event is one person goes down this alleyway, one person comes out that alleyway. So it's very smooth. Obstacles are usually on one side. Riders come in out the other side. Um, but there were so many big obstacles that um, we were having to squish down the same alleyway. So the guy, the wacky waving inflatable fun man guy, his freestyle was going on as I was riding down. And um, in his, the end of his freestyle, he had taken the bridle off and he had this giant American flag that he was riding around with. Like I'm talking Chevy dealership in Texas sized American flag. Um, enormous. And his horse was galloping around the arena without the bridle. And at that point, he really didn't have as much control over his horse as one might hope. Um, but because the corners are round and he was meant to be galloping around, no one knows that. Um, so when his music is over and they're like, time on the freestyle, the people working the gate were like, he's done and open the gate. <gasps> this guy hasn't really gotten his horse under control again. Uh -oh. So... He comes out of the alleyway like the NFR and I'm in the alleyway and he's coming at me. And because the ceilings are really low at this point, he has to turn his flag sideways. So I have this giant American flag coming at us and this horse galloping by. And I, I, I just got, I just froze and I'm, I'm cussing. I'm just like, ah, you know, thinking I'm going to get run over um, he sideswiped me and I heard him as he was screaming by yelling, get out of the way kids. <laughs> Cause there were kids in the alleyway oh, no. and he just kept going. I don't know if he ever made it back. Um, oh my God. <laughs> he kept going. his horse just ran home to the stall. Um, so I kind of looked behind me at that and then I had to turn and they're like, come on in. I'm like, Oh my God. So <laughs> I had to take another deep and go in there <laughs> as my music is starting. But Remy, to his credit, was very good. Unfortunately, because I know I don't try to tire my horses out before freestyles because um, be animated, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, if I shouldn't have to tire my horse out to do his job, I want him warmed up. You know, if he's a little fresh, yeah, we're you know I'm going to work him a little bit, but. I don't want him exhausted. And at that point he was nervous. He'd been nervous and then he's not, you know, he, mm -hmm. he just had kind of let all of that scared energy go, but he, you know, he was tired, poor little guy. So we're supposed to go in doing Spanish walk and Remy was like, no. And so I'm cueing him and he's like, no. So when we go into our dramatic music, he's just walking in a straight line and I'm like, that's okay, buddy. I'm not going <laughs> to, it was okay. We walked a straight line. We're good. So there are points 
in my freestyle where I keep asking for Spanish walk and he's like, no. So he just walks these gentle straight lines. Uh, but no one knew, you know. Um, he did do his little rear at the end. Um, and we rode around. We were supposed to do another Spanish walk. He was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but he did his little rears. He was really good about that. Um, so we do our turns under the pole and everything. It's all nice. Um, because my brain at this point had melted. I'm missing the cues to my music. And all of a sudden I was like, oh no, it's later in the song than I thought. So I had to like, so I ran at the dragon, through the pole, had to run to the sword, grab the sword. I was like, he didn't do, he was supposed to also do a Spanish trot, which we'd been working on. He was like, no, 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 we're not doing that either. Um, which is fine. I'm not arguing with him at that point. He's keeping it together. He looks great. I'm just happy. I'm happy I'm still on my horse <laughs> and my horse is sane. So we go to the the barrel, grab the sword, um, run it out really quick. He was supposed to rear up and clomp on the pedestal. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that anyway, either. I'm like, that's okay. So he gently walks upon the pedestal, which is great. He was we being do, a oh. stealth attack. It was a stealth attack. Yes. Also, during this whole time, the fog machine, the dragon, um, because it had not warmed up enough. Um, so no fog after all the practice oh of trying gosh. to get the fog. Yeah, no the fog, fog but, work. you know. The dragon was there. He waved his wings. It was all good. Um, so he gently walked upon the pedestal. I did the little stabby motion back up. By this time, we're really running low on time because it takes for me a little bit to lay down. So I do my little kneel. He starts to lay down, and then halfway through, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't. I just and can't. So he did lower his head and buckle a little bit, and then that's what we got. And so, well, it looked like a bow. I watched the video. I thought, oh, she made him yeah, bow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't know he was supposed to lay down. I looked at yeah. that one. Oh, wow, what a great he bow! Supposed <laughs> to lay down, um, which was fine. I was not angry with him in any way. I was happy he gave me what he gave me, which was quiet. He stayed with me. He did not buck me off. Um, he went above and beyond what he should have done, considering how scared he was going in. Um, so I decompressed afterwards. I was like, we got through it. I, it wasn't the winning freestyle I was thinking we were going to have, but it's okay. It could have been so much worse. My horse is a saint. It's all good. Um, and so, oh, I also forgot to tell you, I was so excited about having come up with this medieval theme. I There might have been one or two people who've done it in the past, but I couldn't remember any. And I was like, this is so original. This is great. I'm the only one who thought of this. I'm so excited to be doing this. My neighbor in my stall aisle, I noticed some of their obstacles and props. And I was like, that looks awfully medieval. And no I was, yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm supposed to be the only one. And so I'm walking down the aisle and I have my little lance with my flag because I was going to take it to the warm-up arena. And um, the competitor's wife, she goes, Mary, I think you and my husband are doing the same thing. And I was oh like, what? God. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing medieval. She goes, me too. We are too. And I'm like, she's like, he's going to be a knight. With a lance. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, but she didn't would, have a dragon. No. His colors were red and black. Mine were blue and gold. Well, that's and nice. I really wish we'd gotten a photo op together. And I joked, I'm like, we need to fight this out in the parking lot. You know, Lance <laughs> is a Don. Um, 
And he was going before me and he had all these cool obstacles and like a throne his horse was going to sit on. So I had all that I was dealing with. Um, oh my God. And his horse. That's like, yeah. going, that's like going to the, the formal and there's another girl at the, at the dance wearing the same outfit. Yeah. <laughs> we're wearing the same outfit type of moment. Yeah. But it was fine because, you know, we had different interpretations and I mean, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, bummer. You know, what are the odds? We both come up with this. For the same competition. Same competition. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so I go back in there into the awards thinking I, I didn't see anyone else's freestyle. I knew there were some really ambitious things people had planned. I had seen all their obstacles. Um, I was thinking, so every t- this was the first time I went in no, not knowing how we were going to place. So every time they called a place, they were like, eighth place. Not me. I was like, oh, I didn't get last. And they kept going up and up. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I actually tied for third. Really? Um, yeah. But I came home with the fourth because I guess they the, the guy had more wow factor is what they said was the yeah, they have Yeah, they have different, different scoring areas. Yeah. 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 They, they usually do a tiebreaker based on one element. And yeah. so he won. So he got third. I got fourth. And so I walked out of there like, heck, Yeah fourth place which is funny because that's kind of what i was thinking we were going to get leading up to the competition but then i just had that glorious like we could win this um well see fourth place after having been very nearly decapitated by a runaway american flag that's a score (laughs) i was thrilled i hugged my horse i was so happy wow Um, yeah it was crazy um so I learned a lot. Learned a lot about myself. <laughs> it was fun though. Wow. So training tip wise, because we're right, we're we're just about to the end. We have to have a training tip because we can't do a Mary Kits Miller show without one. Yeah. If there is there, it's gonna be hard. Is there one takeaway that you can toss out into the Equestria verse from that particular competition? Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of themes that go through my little adventure and, and I hope, I hope you guys appreciated kind of like a behind the scenes of what goes through trainers brains leading up to these things because it is chaos. Um, (laughs) it is pandemonium and everyone was going through their own little mini crisis meltdowns that weekend. So it's, it's crazy to go in and look like, Hey, I have this, I'm so cool. And this was easy for me. You know, yes, the duck. Yes. It's put on. Yeah. Stiff upper lip and get in there and look like, yeah, this is just a Sunday for us. Um, so yeah, I would say it's, it's very much a, um, maybe a, a more intense version of horse training. And, you know, that is um, sometimes you have a plan and it doesn't work out and you have to roll with the punches. And that's just how training horses is. And it's okay to, you know, s- step away from your horse for a little bit. You can have a meltdown. You can feel all the emotions you're feeling. That's okay. That's normal. You're going to feel those things. Your horse feels those things too. He goes through his own little mini meltdowns. And, you know, you let him know it's okay. You know, it's okay if you're scared. It's okay if you're nervous. Um, you know, you you want to be safe and show your horse, like, you know, as long as you're not running me over or, you know, have your ha- feel the things you're feeling. You're not in trouble for that. That's normal. You're a prey animal. It's okay. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be confused. Let's figure this out. 
And, you know, you can have those feelings yourself. You don't take it out on your horse, of course, you know, call your mom, write in your diary, take a deep breath, meditate, do what you need to do. Um, and then pick it up, take a deep breath and let's try this again. And I think, you know, I, that, I that's what got you up into fourth, third place really is the yeah. ability to do that. And that's, that's very interesting because like I said, I can so relate to all of this because I'm the same person. I'm, I need to plan for every conceivable outcome. And if I, and if I get to the end of something and I, and an outcome is there that I didn't plan for, I feel like I failed because like I should have seen that coming, but that's not the way it should, that that's not a healthy way to live. Um, but on the other hand, when you're going through the, all the training, whether it's for a specific competition or just training in general, if you stay too much into your comfort zone, you never get to practice feeling that, okay, the plan just went to hell in a handbasket and I need to be able to mentally, and so does my horse, get past that and go through a plan that didn't exist 30 seconds ago. If you never live through that, um, then when you do live through it at a competition, it can be devastating. But because you go through that at home pretty regularly, okay, our plan today was to work on getting both feet to slam on to the pedestal. You get five minutes into that training session and Remy will have nothing to do with the pedestal. All he wants to do is do a Spanish walk and won't even talk about any other skill. Okay, new plan for the day. It all went to heck in a handbasket. Those little failures prepare you for a big one that is bound to happen at some point. Yeah, yeah. There, there's two things, um, you know, that's such a great point. There's two things that I want to pull out of what you said. And one of them is... Um, as far as like safety and keeping you and your horse safe in, in kind of intense situations or just preparing your horse for life, I do a lot of sessions at home with my horse that uh, I call fire drills where I teach the concept, make sure they understand the concept, practice the concept, and then I will create a more intense version of it. Uh, so like with my Mustangs, for instance, I'll teach them you know, this is the halter. This is how you lead. This is how you give to pressure. And this is what, when you give to pressure, then I give back to you and here's your reward. And this is what you should do. And here's the boundaries of it. But at some point you got to walk that horse into a really scary situation, like out in a busy parking lot at a show, or, you know, he's sick and you've got to unload him at a trailer and lead him into the vet. And he's never been off the ranch before. So I, you know, I might get a flag out because the flag just adds a little bit element of scary. And I'm going to put him in a situation where he, for a moment, it's going to be intense. You're going to feel feelings. It's okay, but this is what you need to do. You still need to pay attention to me. You still need to give to pressure. You're not in trouble for feeling scared. You're not in trouble for being a prey animal. But this is what you do so that I can hang on to you if something bad happens. So I've done a lot of those with Remy. So even though... Like, in my mind, this was really intense and melting down. But the whole time, we were never unsafe. I had control over him. He was feeling feelings, but never once, you know, I, I joke about being bucked off, but never once was he like, I'm going to buck you off now. He was like, I feel these things, but I know what I'm supposed to do. And so I was able to keep it all safe and controlled the whole time, even though, you know, maybe our freestyle wasn't as good as we could be, but 
we had control, we were safe, everything was okay, my horse was safe, I, I'm safe. Well, and, 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 and after he had the opportunity to stew on that, he's not going to come back and he will not have lost criteria. He will not exactly. go, I'm not going to try that again because the last time it was a horrible experience. He's not going to have that experience because of your prep work. Yes. And, and you know, having the ability to say we wanted to do this, I had this idea of how it was going to go. It's not going that way. Okay, let's do this. And I, I, I walk out the door every day when I go work a horse like, man, I'm really going to work on my lead changes today. And then I've gone out there and my horse was like, I don't want to stand still for mounting today. Even though I really wanted to work on lead changes, the temptation for me is to fight my horse with mounting and like work on the lead changes anyway. Well, we're going to get into a fight and now he's going to hate lead changes and he's really going to hate standing still for mounting because he remembers that we had a fight over lead changes and he doesn't want to stand still um, anymore. So some days I'm like lead changes, but then we go out and he's like, for whatever reason, I don't want to stand still for mounting. So, okay, mounting block day today. And it feels like a waste. Like and that's, feel that's like, infuriating and stressful, especially when you're getting ready for a big competition. You have sort of a timeline yeah. in mind. Yeah. <laughs> but if you really think about it, loosening at the mounting block is part of lead changes. If he if he is not together enough to stand still for me getting on, if he's not in that right state of mind, his lead changes are going to be terrible anyway. And I'm going to waste a lot of horse and time working on something that was never going to be any good. So some, even though I'm not working on lead changes, I am working on lead changes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything is everything else. And so working on, let's get you relaxed. Let's get you confident in me. Maybe there's something I'm doing that makes you not not want to be ridden today. Let's work on that. Let's work on all the things that need to happen for you to stand still mounting, which oftentimes is hip control, change control, shoulder control, softness to the bridle, the ability to focus and listen, being straight, being forward, being relaxed. Well, all of those things, if you get those really good, your lead changes tend to be pretty good. Um, so there even though go. we didn't do lead changes, tomorrow I bet our lead changes are going to be pretty good. There you go. And on that... Um we always wrap up the show with how people can get a hold of you if they want to buy some of your awesome artwork, ask you a question about training, send you a horse for training, or hire you for a clinic or demonstration. I saw on Facebook you're doing a clinic coming up soon. Tell us quick about that before we go. Yes, I'm doing a clinic in, I believe the town is called Malala, Oregon. Um, and it is going to be, I think the weekend of April 9th and 10th. Uh, I think all the slots are full. Um, all the writing spots. Yes. But there are still auditor spots available. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to be going up there for that. Um, and it's, we have like little slots to where I'm just going to let people, you have this hour and what do you want to work on with your horse? And we're going to work on that. And everyone is, uh, you know, in attendance is welcome to audit and watch what we do. So um, we should get a lot of cool subjects covered. Cool. So where can folks go if they want to learn more about this clinic, book you for another one, et cetera, et cetera? Um, go to marykitzmillerhorsemanship.com. Feel free to shoot me a message. Um, not .com. Uh, uh, Mary Horsemanship on Facebook. That's the best place. There you go. Mary, Kis- Mary Kitzmiller Horsemanship on Facebook. You have great SEO. It'll pop up when you type it into the search bar. If all else fails, 
just send me an email here at Horses in the Morning, just Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com, or anybody here at Horse Radio Network, say, hey, I need to get a hold of Mary, and we can get we can help you with that if all else fails. So thank you very much again for hanging out with me and discussing training things, and I love hearing about your adventures, and congratulations on your great freestyle in Fort Worth, and congratulations on being invited to do the freestyle at Road to the Horse coming up. You'll hear, be hearing more about that, I'm sure, as we get a little bit closer. I got a sneaking suspicion that Glenn and I will be at Road to the Horse Yay. at the very least to, to watch Mary and support her. And they've got more surprises coming. They haven't ha- have not yet announced all the cool things coming up for Road to the Horse this year. So stay tuned for this space. <laughs> 